Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm Serena. And welcome to Soapbox Shower Thoughts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about us um, and how we sort of became such close friends and our journey as friends and just what it takes to be friends as adults. Um, I feel like that's a huge challenge these days. Especially with the pandemic. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So do you want to open the floor up to how we met? Sure, because as we discovered recently, <laughs> you remember very little about how we <laughs> Middle school was a long time ago. It was. I think we were in the same class in grade eight, mm-hmm. and then we bonded over vegetarianism. But we met in grade seven. But we met in grade seven. But we like. I don't really remember what I. No, I don't either. think I knew much about you then. Fast forward to like I think grade ten, high school gym, mm-hmm. or is it grade nine? Either grade nine or ten. We no, had gym it was together. Like grade nine. No, okay. And we bonded over our hatred of country music during our gym warm up. and then i don't know we just started hanging out (laughs) it was a very like gradual process journey of us becoming close i feel like it took like maybe a year by the time grade 11 came around you were like my best friend and still are but yeah 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 not that that label is like I don't know, it's just weird to throw around that label as an adult, but you know. Why why is it weird? I don't know, it just seems childish. Like, they're my best, best friend. My BFF. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I think end of high school, we got really close Mm. through cross country, even though I didn't really run with you. Yes, because I was too slow and you left me behind (laughs) in the dust. But that's okay. I wouldn't have done well if I just, like, (laughs) slacked, okay? (laughs) But... I think that something, well, I mean, this would be like in university, um, but those late night wine talks really brought us really close together. Yeah, 100%. You're like one of those friends where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so close to her. And then a year goes by and I'm like, wow, I didn't think I could get any close to her. Yeah, yeah, right? (laughs) Like, I feel like our friendship is just like always getting even more, I don't want to use the word intimate, but... I mean, I think intimate applies. Like we, I don't, we become yeah. even even more vulnerable yeah, with each yeah. other, and we seem to always learn about each other, even though we've known each other for so long. Oh, and I'm excited to learn more about you today. Oh, <laughs> I mean, we change as people, yeah, so obviously yeah. you're gonna not be the same. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was hard maintaining like such a close friendship while you were away mm-hmm. at university, and I was still home. Um, but we made it work. We did our FaceTimes. Mm-hmm. I went to visit every now and then, which was yeah. fun. And I think it's important that we had, like, we actually schedule time to talk to each other. Mm, I think even yeah. now, even yeah. though technically everyone is at home, unless you schedule a time to, like, FaceTime somebody and, like, keep in touch, it just doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> when you were going to FaceTime, was it Cass? And then you guys were like, oh, let's do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow came and no one really well, said anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's also important to... That's what I mean, like to like set a specific time and date. So as if it was a normal commitment. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, because we all have such busy lives. At home. <clears throat> Despite them being slower now. 
I guess we can segue that into how hard it is to find close friends as adults. Yeah, and I think that especially with the pandemic, because you can't actually go out and meet or can't meet new people. Like you can't talk to people in the same way. Like there's not the same connection. Um, but I do find that like when you're a kid, yeah. making friends is so different. You know, it's like, hey, we both <laughs> like Beyblades, and then bam, friendship yeah. done. Or even as simple as like sitting next to each other in class. I think that's how a lot of friendships started. Even that's so. I I hated that in university. What do you mean? Just like the pressure of like, oh my gosh, I don't know anyone in this class. So either the person next to me or me has to like make a move and say something, or else I'm not gonna make a friend in this class. You know. Mm, do you always like were you one of those people that always sat in the same spot oh 100 percent. i had my spot mm. in every class and when someone <laughs> took that spot i was fucking pissed off <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um i'm not joking but <laughs> no i am joking. so did you end up making like friends with people who sat next to you i think it was really easy for me to make friends in my um tutorials or my mm. seminar classes because those were like 20 people, sometimes even less. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like I'm really overwhelmed when it comes to large lecture rooms with like 200 people. Um, right. Where I kind of just like do my thing and I'm on my phone or like, you know, working mm-hmm. on notes or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think it wasn't hard to strike up a conversation with the person who sat next to me, but I don't think I ever actually became friends with somebody just by like sitting next to them because I wasn't someone that came 10 minutes before lecture no I came when lecture started (laughs) and then left shortly after and like you know I was friendly but not yeah yeah and then I think the harder part is that I think people universities start especially after your first year they kind of develop their own like cliques they mm-hmm. have their friend group, mm-hmm. um, especially within like a program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even though you're friends with them, if they have their group and you don't want to like push yourself into the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, yeah. yeah. And I do think it's hard to like cross that boundary between a- an acquaintance and a close friend. I disagree personally. Like I feel like a lot of people I've met through university and I've maintain the relationship for like at least like a couple months it's been like something meaningful like people have told me before that it's really easy for them to just be vulnerable with me which is i think great Mm -hmm. and i think that quality makes it easy for me to develop really intimate relationships i mean maybe you're just a better person (laughs) not a better person (laughs) okay okay fine i just think this is why you'll be a great counselor oh I've, I've just people have told me that it's easy for them to talk to me which mm-hmm. is like really nice to hear which is why like i don't think it's i haven't really experienced anything difficult in terms of like getting a meaningful relationship but it's hard for me to start a really uh, a friendship rather a relationship mm. like the starting suppose, part is hard i suppose i have the opposite problem then i think for you because it's like you're not that good at keeping touch constantly (laughs) (laughs) which is like you know it's a flaw whatever we all have it's just so much work i don't know know. and i think i just i'm not someone who is good at texting or that's why like the whole keeping in touch piece like i have to see people yeah you have to take time out of your day yeah schedule it but even then it's like again i think it's hard to like how do you go from someone who you're like friends with 
and that you're on good terms with to someone like you don't just suddenly randomly text someone a lot i don't know mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you're like oh I, like it's like dating you know you don't want to seem too clingy or too attached then they're like oh my god like they're <laughs> yeah, so needy it's like, oh i think you're a cool person like i think you're a cool person i think it would be cool to be friends with you but i don't want to like be too extra or, yeah or like come on too strong <laughs> yeah exactly and they completely ghost you <laughs> or like people that you meet and you're like oh man like they'd be so so cool to be friends with and you're like you know trying to hang out with them but then if they're not too um openly like if they're not obviously responding to your vibes yeah, it's like yeah, how yeah. do you like <laughs> or the situation if there's mm-hmm, a group of friends mm-hmm. already it's hard to integrate within that group yeah and like it doesn't mean like bridging that gap between kind of like a mm-hmm, casual mm-hmm. acquaintance or friend to a real friend i think what's nice about being we're in our stage of life though it's like those the idea of like clicks and stuff it's so superficial and immature at this point it's like i don't really fucking care you know they're not so much like formal clicks in like the tv bullying sense or like that kind of like there's no exclusive yeah yeah, there's no like exclusivity to it i think it's just naturally you know it's Mm. a group of friends and like they all have a sort of like shared history and it's different Mm -hmm. than yeah, right? and like coming in new. I don't know where I stand with these people or like it would be cool to be friends with all of them, but I don't want to like intrude or anything. Yeah. Yeah, especially if, if I am the one reaching out all the time and they don't like reciprocate, then to me I'm like, okay, then maybe this friendship is not meant to be more than like mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, yeah. I think that as long as you're yeah. putting in the effort, um, then it's sort of in their hands to reciprocate in whatever way that they choose you know Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know friendships are are. a lot of work i think like if not well i mean i wouldn't say that they're more work than a relationship but i would say they're definitely in the same kind of level a lot of them are more work (laughs) so i feel like with um relationships you almost have this like consensual agreement to be like okay we're in this together and you have to like maintain yeah, this yeah. set level of communication and see each other X amount of times a week or like whatever. Where it's like with mm-hmm. friends, it's like up in There's the like, air. There's yeah, expectation. expectations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like if your partner doesn't reply, to you, not reply, but if they don't get back to you in a certain amount of time, you're kind of the like... Fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But with friends, sometimes it's hard to like put that... It's a different... Like um, there's more leniency towards that. Which is nice. Yeah, and I don't know if it's, like, even leniency. I think it's just because you've never really had to establish clear expectations or, like, what you want. It's weird having that conversation. Like, I don't think I've had that conversation ever. Of Like, you need to be a better friend. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's often come across my mind. And I feel like I have had that conversation, actually, maybe a couple times. Which has led to me not being friends with that person anymore yeah because when you said that i'm like mm, i kind of remember yeah you. in my mind I'm like, somebody oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i feel like breaking off a friendship is really difficult mm. yeah i don't know i don't think i really had a friendship breakup per se as so much like things just kind of drift apart and then you don't know how to fix it and then the other person doesn't seem to care and you're like okay well yeah Those that's are great yeah i mean yeah. i haven't had an argument breakup at all mm-hmm. more i think more in terms of like we weren't compatible as people 
like we we're just really different like mm-hmm. yeah we we when we hung out it was like chill but it's like dating yeah. it's like you find people who are compatible whether that be friends or like as a relationship and you vibe or you don't vibe so mm-hmm. speaking of dating <laughs> as a fun exercise and to get you guys to know who we are a bit more we've written i guess like a tinder or bumble or whatever it may be like a dating app bio um of each other it's kind of cute yeah <laughs> i can go first um so for the picture i f- feel like the first picture would be one of like you with like in like a nice outfit and your makeup all done you know oh okay um i I approve and like maybe maybe in like a bar or something or somewhere like kind of like you know like fun yeah yeah and then like the second picture would be you and remy (laughs) and or mako with him making like a really dumb like face (laughs) some some dog Um, and then and then the third picture would be like us after that hike in bc like on top of the mountain oh you know, shows you're, like, yeah. athletic and adventurous. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like those three pictures. So, I, I put grad student looking for love. Oh, my God. I'm not a grad student. Um, yeah, but you will be. Um, <laughs> looking for love? What type of love? <laughs> well, wait. This is important. You have to, you have to wait, say wait. in your bio if you're, like, into hooking up or just want something serious. Oh. Okay. Well, I think for you, I'd write yeah. grad student looking for love. And if not fun will do or something you know (laughs) yeah i'm flexible um and then i did like a pro con style list so pro oh okay loves dogs con Uh will spoon dog instead of you (laughs) pro compassionate patient and empathetic con can't argue without crying (laughs) pro life of the party um con no i'm not the life of the party well i feel okay, like you're, like you're you're very fun and i feel like it, it's just the easiest way to put once it. i have some drinks in me maybe yeah and then con i said will probably spill her drink on you or i guess it would <laughs> i would have to write it as like my my drink on you or no that was you that one time i spilled a what? drink and then you spilled your own drink because you're like oh my god <laughs> she's yeah her drink because well, I was freaking out trying to help you clean it up. And then in the process of like reaching for the paper towels, I knocked over my own drink as well. It was a domino effect. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's all I have. And, you know, put a little peach emoji at the bottom. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Very creative. I would actually use that as my own bio. You're welcome. So if I'm ever on an app again, okay. I'll definitely I'll, I'll keep this page <laughs> saved for you. <laughs> So my three pictures, the first one is one with Mako. I really like the one, I don't know, were you guys like camping or something? I don't know where you were. Is it like the one where I'm wearing like a pink shirt? Yes. Okay. And maybe if this is like a hypothetical picture, just like a really cute one where you're like leaning down and she looks like super happy. Um, And then the second one is one in Alberta of you... I don't know, like hiking or something with friends, mm-hmm. with us, um, just to show that you're athletic to a certain extent. <laughs> or you like the outdoors, outdoors, mm-hmm. and then one with me, because of course they have to know that, that if you are, are, you are they're going to be in your life, <laughs> then they're also going to be in my life. So. Yes, exactly. Okay, so for bio, so I have like a bunch of like bullet points. Mm-hmm. You're a bookworm. Uh, RN loves plants, 
um, drinker of fine gin, <laughs> loving of both genders, activist of the environment, of women's rights, and of public health. Has great clothing style, but too broke to show it, <laughs> in brackets. Um, loves going out, but also loves a chill night with wine and board games. And then I wrote, you can find me either at home in bed, cuddled up with my dog reading a book all day, or trying to tend to my dying plants. Hey, excuse me, they are all healthy and alive right now? Um, I love to exercise, but only really try if I have a workout buddy and a little winky face, of course, because that's alluding to, let's work out, let's go on a hiking date or something. Wow. Okay, gotcha. What were you thinking? Oh, I was not thinking that. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> not thinking that. Like, like, work out. <laughs> Um, and then my last point is, if you're jealous of my relationship with my best friend, then don't even think about swiping right. So, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> okay, overall, a 10 out of 10, but I will say that only 1 out of 10 people will read all of it. <laughs> it's too long. I would assume. I don't know, I feel like people have such a short attention Have span. you seen Hinge? No. Okay, it's like, it's for people who are like really, really committed to finding the one. And it's like... Oh, wow paragraphs you you can obviously i haven't used it i've just seen other people's profiles but you can like make it short or long but some people have like several pictures and like very long descriptions of them yeah so maybe this is more appropriate for that rather than Mm. tinder so yeah i was definitely going for the tinder vibe on on yours (laughs) that's fair that's fair i liked it either way it was really cute (laughs) very witty um we have some questions from a game called we're really not strangers that was too expensive to buy the game wasn't expensive the shipping was expensive so we're gonna each ask each other three questions i guess yeah sounds good okay i mean this one's a little depressing but when was the last time you cried and why uh i don't know the date the last time i cried was like because like time is going by so weirdly now mm-hmm. let's say like two weeks ago um i was just like really overwhelmed with all this quarantine shit mm-hmm. and i was just like anxious and i just like lied in my bed and like cried for 10 minutes and that and i went to bed <laughs> yeah i mean you know me i like cry very easily well it's not really a I huge sign of like a bad thing no, it's not a, it can't be a bad thing, but <laughs> hence I can't get into an argument about crying. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like indicative of a lot. It's just like, if I get really overwhelmed, it just like comes out mm-hmm. and I have no control mm-hmm. over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard time for a lot of people and I think a lot of tears are being shed. So, yeah. I was just like, one of those philosophical nights where you're like oh my gosh just just thinking about the state of the world Mm -hmm. and where people are at and just thinking of like the thousands of families and people that are affected by this Mm -hmm. whether it be like the virus itself or losing their job or like having to stay in like an apartment which is just mentally really difficult i think this whole quarantine situation has kind of convinced me like before i wanted a condo right (laughs) and now you know being in a condo right now it sucks so much like i'm glad that i'm in a house and i would want a house 
you know? Yeah. Or at least yeah. a condo with like a nice balcony or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine people who are living alone in condos right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's really hard, yeah. especially like downtown where you can't, like you can go on walks, but it's like not the same. Yeah. Actually, I think I would be okay in an apartment by myself. Like throughout all of this? Yeah, I think so. But ideally, like at okay. least have like a nice roommate, you know? <laughs> then that's not by yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, I said ideally, ideally. But oh, I'm ideally. saying like, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I'm someone who normally values alone time anyway but then i think after mm. a certain point it would get hard to cope with like i think yeah. after two two or three weeks i think is where i'd start feeling a little insane yeah but again at least i get to go to work so that's true that's true so you get to go outside and see people mm-hmm. change of environment yeah mm-hmm. my question is most pain you've ever been in that wasn't physical oh. God damn it. I had a I had a feeling you were gonna ask me this <laughs> one. And I was like, okay, how real do we get on episode two? I, <laughs> I mean, whatever you're comfortable with. I'm not pressuring you to say anything that you're afraid of it being out. I feel like it's hard to exactly pick the most. As like with anything, like you know, there's always it's like, oh, what's the most fun you've ever had? Like, it, it, it all, it's hard to pinpoint one. Yeah. What's your favorite food? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on the time of day. Um, but I do think that, yeah. like, something that kind of stands out would be, I mean, it wasn't the most mean per se, but something that really, like, struck me was when I had my IUD inserted, and that was physically very painful, but because it took longer than um, mm-hmm. usual because I have uh-huh. a crooked uterus, it turns out. Which is normal. I don't think it's uncommon, but it is, like, different enough that the resident had a hard time mm-hmm. and then the doctor had to take over and then, like, the staff doctor. And then the staff doctor also took a while trying to, like, find my uterus and, like, thread it through. <laughs> but anyway, um so it was it was a while a bit of a process and they're like oh like you're doing so well like hang in there and I was honestly like unfazed like it was painful but mm-hmm. it was like I guess in my mind I was like oh I've been through worse oh. shit that I've had to endure so it didn't feel like that bad and then at that point I like felt yeah. just felt so sad for myself um so I suppose like mm. it's hard. I guess the other part of the most pain is I think the most pain I've been in is also memories that I very much have blocked out. So it was like, was it painful if you're dissociating? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of the pain comes with the realization afterwards of like the hurt that you've been through. Mm-hmm. And realizing what actually happened and how fucked up it was. And just the years of having to yeah. deconstruct that trauma. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, no problem. Um, on a lighter note, what's your favorite part of yourself that isn't physical? Oh, okay. I really enjoy how understanding and empathetic I am as a person. And I think that I genuinely care about people, which is a trait that not a lot of people have. <laughs> That's so cynical. But it's true. Like Some people just don't give a shit about other people's feelings or like how their decision might impact another person i mean i don't disagree i think maybe i'm just a little more optimistic Mm. about you know the general human condition but sorry go on (laughs) no i think that we all care to a certain extent like we're social beings and 
we thrive off of, you know, helping each other. But I think that a lot of people lack a sort of altruism. Um, is that the word? Well, I think being altruistic and having a genuine care for people are different things. Like altruism is more of a selfless act without any gain. Mm-hmm. Not expecting to yeah. get anything out of it. Yeah. I think they're like highly correlated, like just in terms of theory of it, you know, like if you're a genuine person, then you're not really going to care too much if you get something out of helping someone, you know, because you genuinely care about helping them. I don't know. I just feel like you can genuinely care about people, but also be very selfish because Mm -hmm. you're selfish in the sense that you care that the people in your life are safe i guess for me when i think of altruism it extends Mm. beyond like your own personal circle oh okay that's fair that's fair i don't know how much my altruism extends to people i don't know but i like to think that i care about everyone's well-being yeah i I just really enjoy like it's exhausting sometimes but i enjoy how caring i am as a person Mm -hmm. you know and if someone's going through a hard time i'm like oh my gosh are you okay yeah (laughs) like I, i i feel like I take the time to actually see if they're okay. Oh, I agree. And it's one of my favorite qualities of you as well. Mm, Thank you. I think I just am surprised to hear you being so cynical. (laughs) (laughs) Because usually you're the more optimistic one of the two of us, whereas I'm more Mm. cynical. But but anyway, Hmm. it's fine. Maybe I'm more optimistic regarding other things, but maybe it's just, you know, hearing all these stories. Maybe it's being in quarantine. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But people like... You're like, people are assholes. Yeah. Like stealing toilet paper out of a grandma's hands or like just weird shit yeah i'm not reading the news a lot but you know you're on reddit and you see things and it's like why are people so rude like we're all struggling yeah um is it my turn Mm -hmm. okay what's a lesson you should have learned by now hey i have that one written for you as well okay (laughs) i mean a i think that this question is both interesting to think about but i also like the part of me that went through therapy is like that is not a very constructive way because i feel like the words Mm. by now has a certain like expectation Mm -hmm. and it's not very self-compassionate or like forgiving because we all heal and learn at our own rate and i think you're almost like shaming yourself by saying i should have learned this by now but i haven't anyway that's my own little Mm. rant this is very true though and i think we should be more compassionate to that side of ourselves instead of just assuming that like oh my gosh i know that i should be this and if i'm not this by tomorrow then i Mm -hmm. fucked up anything because one of my stuck points was i should be over this by now like over my trauma Mm -hmm. and that was one of the stuck points that i actually went through with like my counselor and i think that was like a really powerful one for me. Obviously didn't get over the stuck point right away, but I think it was like an important turning point. You know, when the wheels are turning in your brain, you're like, oh, because you get so used to talking to yourself in these ways that you don't even realize how toxic it is, especially like, oh, I should be over it by now. Because it seems so innocuous, but it's actually very like insidious and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. malicious. Demoralizing. Yeah, and demoralizing. But on that note, in, the, in that context, yeah. I think... A lesson that I'm still working on is (laughs) being honest with people instead of avoiding confrontation and trying to make it work on my own. Okay. What do you mean work on your own? Well, 
like with my relationship with my mom for example sometimes I avoid telling her things or I put it off as long as possible because I don't want to upset mm-hmm. her and then she has surprised me a few times by reacting more positively or reacting in a way that I had wanted that wasn't what I had expected okay because I think I kind of get into the loop of I expect people to act a certain way or reply in a certain way based on how I know them. And how they've acted previously. Yeah, and I don't really give them the chance to prove me wrong, I suppose. Okay. Or sometimes I try to like make sure no one's feelings are hurt. So I try to like maneuver things in a way or like basically I play mediator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. To maintain the peace. Yeah. Not to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. yeah that's fair um what is yours yeah i think i'm gonna mirror exactly what you said in terms of i think it's really incompassionate to have that expectation on yourself i should have learned this by now they can be explained as stuck points these suck points take years to deconstruct and like understand and get over mm-hmm. um and i feel like for me i have this like internal pressure which also is externally in terms of like Mm -hmm. friends not really family at all but more friends and like social circles of like seeing someone whether that be like casually or something more committed Mm -hmm. i don't know i feel like i just have that expectation on myself and that sort of ties into my self-worth of like Oh, I should always have someone in my life, whatever whatever that may mean. Like, do you mean that in the dating sense? Whether that may mean someone I'm just seeing or someone I'm dating. Yeah. Okay. I know. I don't know. I think <laughs> the dating terminology is so confusing because it's like you could be dating somebody, but you're not actually in a relationship with them. Like you're just going on dates. Date. Yeah, you're going to on see dates. See where but this then, goes. Yeah, but some people call that dating, and some people don't call that dating, and then they call dating when you're like actually in the relationship <laughs> versus just going on dates with them. Yeah. And it's just so confusing. I know. To me. I know. <laughs> I feel. I feel like I just. Whenever I, if I'm in the relationship yeah. with someone, I just say I'm dating this person. Mm. Or even like when you're like, I'm seeing somebody, you're like, what does that mean? That could mean so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. I know. <laughs> but yeah, in the whole context of just seeing someone. I think I'm a really independent person and I thrive independently. Mm-hmm. But there is that side of me that's like, that sort of need of like, oh, it would be nice to just have someone in my life to like share these moments with, you know? Yeah. So for you, what is the difference between a friendship and a real, like a romantic relationship that isn't sex? A romantic relationship for me, not including sex is not a romantic relationship. No, no, no. That's not, that's not my question. <laughs> I'm saying like, like what is the difference between the two aside from sex? Oh, I mean, we've talked about this before and I think my answer is still the intimate part of it. Like intimacy aside from sex, you mean? Like what is no, that? No, no, like... no, no, no. So like there is no difference. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I can't think of anything. I don't know. Maybe for relationships other than the whole sex part Mm. i feel like there's this expectation whether that be like explicitly said in the relationship or just like this underlying idea of like we're in this together and we're gonna like try to make this work whereas with friendships you're kind of just like floating you know there's no there's no really expectation of like oh my gosh we need to be friends until we're like dead and until eternity (laughs) We don't, we're we don't have a friendship ceremony yeah we don't we don't say our vows <laughs> send our friendship. sending our rsvps <laughs> so I, I feel like there's that expectation which is which mm. is why i think it's harder to break off relationships than friendships it also makes me wonder though if 
that's why friendships are in a way easier than relationships because even if it dies like there's because there's no expectation to keep it alive it's also okay mm-hmm. if it dies and you kind of revive it you know i don't know yeah and i think that's actually i think i'm going down a weird <laughs> but i think i like that it's like easy going and there's no strict and like constraining expectations that you have on it mm-hmm. like there's no yeah pressure. yeah which is nice and especially with like the right friends who understand that you have a life mm-hmm. whereas like if you have a boyfriend that's like always on your back and they always want to like text or like call or whatever which is fine but i think it's easier for friends to understand that you have a life and you have priorities outside of them whereas mm-hmm. it's harder for significant others to understand that mm-hmm. although that being said you know you're stuck with me right? <laughs> i think i'm okay with for that. life are we, gonna, are we gonna say our vows we're gonna have a I didn't write them ceremony down. no <laughs> I mean, I would be, like, really sad if we stopped being friends. Yeah, me too. Really distraught. Like, that's something I don't want to think about. (laughs) I have a hard time imagining it. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Although, I suppose if you, like, moved halfway across the world, that would make things a little hard. I expect to. Good. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to think about our friendship when we're 60 and, like, retired. Like, I don't even know where I'm going to be when I'm 60. But, like, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be friends. That's, I, I'm not saying we're not going to be friends. But I'm just, it's hard to envision what life will look like then. Yeah. As with most things. That's true. Um, oh, it's my turn. Okay, last one. What was the best lesson an ex has ever taught you? I do have an answer for this, but it's not so much that they taught me as much as I learned from the shit afterwards. It's like from my ex, but not mm-hmm. like they taught it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's I taught implied it to in the question. after the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you did all the work. Yes. We know that. Don't worry. Um, but I think yeah. boundaries are something that I learned. Okay. Because I definitely didn't okay. have boundaries before or like i would prioritize their needs over mine or it's Mm -hmm. if i had or if i tried to enforce a boundary they would very much just steamroll over it so it's something Mm -hmm. that i've had to learn how to do and set and enforce them Mm -hmm. and it's hard to set boundaries when you've tried to communicate it a couple times and they just sort of like you said steamroll over it you're not motivated to try to enforce Mm -hmm. more boundaries in the future because you're they're just gonna dismiss them yeah and i think that is such a big red flag yeah definitely. but i, I we can I mean, talk like about red flags another day, but <laughs> i know but i think that a lot of people don't understand what manipulation looks like because mm-hmm. it's so subtle and because mm-hmm, like, for yeah. example they're like oh like manipulation is when they try to cut you off from your friends and you're like duh obvious but like <laughs> in reality it's not so sudden as oh my gosh your friend is shit you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. very small, small seeds moves. that they plant in your head and over mm-hmm. months it grows bigger. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get into it another day. Okay. I'm done with my questions. Do you have one more for me or is that it? No, I asked you three. Three? Okay. But if you want to answer more. Do you want to know more? I always want to know more about you. <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Call someone you admire okay. and let them know why you appreciate them. <sighs> okay. Maybe I'll call Cass. I've never done this sober. This is like a drunk thing I do. I've never done this sober. <laughs> Hello. Hey, girl. Hey. Um. So, d- did I tell you Carmen and I are doing a podcast? No. So we started a podcast because we have nothing else to do with our lives. Um. And one of the questions that we were asking each other was, "Call someone 
that means a lot to you and tell them that you love them so i was gonna call you and tell you how much you mean to me and how much i miss you because i haven't seen you in like a year I so that's <laughs> you oh this is so sweet oh no what worries and congrats on finishing your first year of masters that's amazing thank you my exam today was literally atrocious oh it was like our stats exam yes <laughs> oh my god but you passed right we'll see i just submitted it today oh okay okay well i wish you luck um yeah i hope you're doing well yeah we'll send you all of them we'll have you you we'll have you as a guest yes when you come back to toronto who knows when that'll be but after covid i know okay well i have to go i'll talk to you later i love you okay bye love you you guys enjoyed learning a little bit about us and i hope that you guys are still maintaining your friendships in quarantine mm-hmm. it's hard but do the best you can i mean it's exhausting to a certain extent set dates it's definitely worth the investment <laughs> worth the investment to maintain a relationship yeah and sometimes you don't feel like talking to anybody but then once you actually like get yeah, into yeah, it it's yeah. really rewarding like there's mm. netflix party yeah anyway i hope you guys maintain your social circle it's yeah. important talk to people or else you'll really kind of go insane <laughs> also i think even if you think you know your friend really well i think it's always fun to do questions like these and kind of different way to like get to know somebody even if you know them for a long time you know and get deep get personal yeah i mean we've done 36 questions to fall in love with a couple times which is like super fun i mean spoiler alert we're not in love (laughs) (laughs) but they were good questions they were they were you can do that with anyone and i did it with an ex and i was never in love with him shots fired (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for joining i hope you enjoyed this episode and talk to you guys next time bye (laughs) bye